if Maury supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. Yeah. 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 See the truth of this. Yeah. Stop doing it and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? Try it for six months. If you do reach the point you're going to starve, you're smart enough to get another fucking job. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. Uh, we're going to be chatting with John McAfee a little bit later. Uh, fun show. The audio, I'll, <clears throat> I'll warn you now, uh, we're in a cabin in the mountains and John's on a boat in the Bahamas. So <clears throat> the audio gets a little sketchy at times, but uh, bear with it. It's a great chat. And uh, he had a hard time hearing you, your question a few times there. Yeah. So I don't know if you're going to be able to edit all that out. I'm just leaving it. No, all. you got to, nah, you got to edit some. Nah, I can't. I got a timestamp in there for you and everything. There was a, there was a point in time that really, sh- when we got disconnected. Listen, Graham steak. Graham steak. Yep. Yeah. What? You you want to tell people how you time stamped it? Two nineteen p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got started early that day too, which was the local time. <laughs> well, you got to figure that on out on the day we were doing the interview. I don't have a fucking time of the recording going by ticking away that I can use. You could see my computer. Oh, I can't. No, I probably you, couldn't. The recorder the was sitting right in front. <laughs> I don't of think you. it was. It absolutely was. I think you know what? There's a picture. <laughs> Because Keith, Keith went upstairs and took a picture from Look. the veranda looking straight down. us. So you're going to see the recorders like. You're going to take a five minute chunk out of that and go look for what happened there. And then you can edit it out. Doesn't At 2.19 p.m. I have to give you the second. <laughs> I just got to find 2.19 p.m. <sighs> so anyways, for any new listeners. Luckily, we were in the same time zone. Well, yeah. Because yeah. I don't have the, you know. <laughs> So for any new so if you're to take a note right, if you're taking a note right now, would you just write eight eleven p.m.? Well, I, I don't have access to the time. I mean, you're not taking take any time. At least I'm making an effort to take a time stab <laughs> when you're <laughs> when we get disconnected with John McAfee. <laughs> two I mean, nine, come on. Two nineteen p.m. <laughs> Anyways, for all the new listeners, welcome. This is where we just do a little intro, do some housekeeping, say hi to all the listeners, read some emails. Usually get people involved. Darren sometimes gets into some social media stuff. I read some quotes from some books. And there is a timestamp in the show notes for when the interview starts. If you just want to jump ahead to John. There won't be any jingles because the jingle board is dead. And we don't have a charging cord for the studio anymore because it broke. We should probably buy like a $7 charging cord from the I you know, you know what station. I bought I bought one for 7.99 American and, and it didn't work the next day. Oh, isn't it? I swear, like, I swear. How can they be that bad? It didn't even like it didn't even leave the truck. It was like from the thing on the truck into the phone, unplug, plug it back in, go it into the work. hotel. It's like a one shot. Come like out a in the morning. Disposable charger. No good. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
How can they make him so bad? I don't even get it. Oh man! So what a chat this was with John. We got into all kinds of stuff, but we so try, I tried to get fucking John into Congress worry about that instead of kicking people off of fucking Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I tried to talk to him about you know censorship and the blockchain Whoever and all that. Fuck. Like, but he was really like he was advocating take control of your life. You know. You know, I gotta say, I was uh, I was pretty <clears throat> impressed with John McAfee in that regard. I was expecting, uh, you know, the libertarian spiel or the cryptocurrency, whatnot, or maybe <clears throat> some like, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Maybe some cockiness. I think some solutions maybe. Like yeah. He's like, he's like past that. He's like, if he gets to talk about that political stuff, it's really just to start hammering this down our throat. I think that we got to take ownership of our lives. And stop being slaves. Yeah, that's the stop way it caught me off guard. Was like, like, like uh, take accountability for your own existence. Yeah, yeah. as you know, kind of Jordan Peterson esque in that regard, mm -hmm. and very uh, be a better person, and you know, own your shit and love people. Yeah, maybe that like yoga guru stuff from a couple uh, a few years ago was seeping back through. I don't know anything about Did that. Did you hear about that? No. Observational yoga is what he started. Oh, a nice. movement. You watch people do yoga, you get healthier yourself. You never know when he's trolling. That's a pretty good he's troll. He's a pretty right? good troll. You can just get a glass have you room, seen it? get a glass room, get a bunch of yoga instructors. Have you in seen there, his YouTube video? His YouTube video on how oh, how to delete McAfee antivirus. That's fantastic. I was laughing, so I couldn't believe it. <laughs> in the end, he just was that the one with all the chicks in the yeah, where they yeah, the He's just doing a giant pile of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> And he just shoots. Yeah, he's one of those master trolls for sure. Oh yeah, been in the trolling business for a while. But yeah, in I gotta good, say, in a good way. For I sure. was impressed with the uh, impressed with the message. Hundred percent. There's one thing we we try and hammer home in Grand America: it's trying to be a better Grand American. Yeah, it's important. That's right. Love. It's all about the help love. each other. Love each other. Be kind to people. But you got to be careful. Don't hate. You don't you fucking point at me. Because people are getting censored. Like, this is a serious topic now. we got to talk about this. You, uh, we you, just talked about this for fucking just two hours. You were just telling me about THC. Now is getting some shows deleted. Off of YouTubes. I mean, yeah. this is like, this is people like, honestly, if there's any time, if you're on the fence about what to do about independent media like ourselves, private, like, you know, shows that want to talk about all kinds of topics. Some of them might be taboo, but we are all about the love in the end. We're not haters. We're not Nazis, that kind of stuff. I'm a hater. This is, this is serious though. Like this is the time to donate to independent shows. I really think. So what happened with THC that got censored off of YouTube? Oh, uh, if you would have uh, told like, me, just, I would have been more ready and I wouldn't you, have, like I scrolled past it. You were telling me about the intro it. so that we could bring it up on the intro. Why, why were you telling, telling me five I was just telling you because it. you're my friend. Well, well, this is like relevant <laughs> to the intro we're doing right now. Let me see if I can find it. Anyways, it was show like about the Boston bombing, I think. It was a show about... Uh, you know, some of it's not even that controversial. Like, what we can't even question the mainstream narrative about anything now. Like, what what is happening? How are these big tech platforms being able to just drop us off if we want to talk about stuff? So, I mean, oh, I here know, we go. Just serious, for right? the record, THC has had a total of three shows removed from YouTube so far today: <clears throat> Victor Thorne, the Boston bombing, DMT, and the Holocaust. Neil Kramer, past America guest, rejecting the empire and seeking the truth. Jim Fetzer, the moon landing hoax, the Holocaust, and Jade Helm. Well, the Holocaust must be a trigger. Yeah. 
And maybe empire. It doesn't matter though. This is the point. We should be able to discuss things. And this is happening. Yeah, I know it would be nice this to test, test the algos. I could put out a little two let's minute do a video. Fake, let's do a, let's fucking troll YouTube. We'll put out a video and we'll mention, mention a whole bunch of stuff and see what we'll happens. Get you if in you really want to get them. If you so really we should find them, out, see if we can figure out if it's the titling or the mentioning. So do you want to video? bring that attention to us right now. We don't have enough money for our own infrastructure. That's right. We're kind of, we're kind of fucked if we get deplatformed now. Let's but do it on Grimstakes YouTube I mean, you channel. Let's do it on Grimstakes Grim YouTube channel. Do you have the password? Can we at least should, that would be fun. That would be control, <laughs> eh? Get his YouTube man, Grimstakes. Grimstake gets fucking deep. He gets enemy of the state and all his credit cards. His, his credit card stops working. But I mean, this is serious stuff. Like, well, what this is what's do? happening, man. Like, this is. I joke when I get nervous. Like, it, that's what makes the show so good. And it's not even about us. Like, you know, we don't even have that. We don't even have that much attention in the in the world. All we can do is keep talking about whatever we want to talk about. Exactly, and then it's eventually the clamp's going to come down. But it's all these other people that are making their living off this stuff. Well, it's we, the independent media, the anti-war media, the people that don't prescribe to the mainstream ideas. They're getting deplatformed. They're getting subscribed. <laughs> yeah, so that too. <laughs> what did I say? Described? Prescribed. Prescribed. <laughs> hey, Ricky. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? It's getting bad. What goes I mean, around is all around. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. I don't know what the answer is, except keep making content. And ask for support. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's just, this is the time. I mean, you're right. It's not a good idea. It's not a good idea to tempt fate by trolling YouTube with our own be, YouTube. But it account. would be fun, though. It would really be fun. I think Grimstake would let us. Or we make a we make a Graham Dunlop YouTube. No, account. I'm not making. No, no, no. You can't do that. And we just post some videos on there. So one will be real polite. But don't say anything crazy. We'll talk about like ponies or some shit, and then. We'll title it Empire Holocaust. <laughs> Bombing denial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. And then we'll post another video that just says ponies in the title. Bronies, maybe. Or bronies. Adult only. And then we'll start cussing and we'll talk about fuck the empire and... Oh, he's... Are you thinking of like switching the content out? Yeah, or? so we could figure out if they're actually doing it off going the through the no, title. No, they're going through the whole thing, dude. I don't it, think they are. Get, yes, they are. No, I don't. Well, so that's what it'd be good to know because if they aren't, then the answer is that we just we come out with like a gorilla attack, a fake show. So it's like you Annie's can, cupcake recipe show, dude. But when it actually comes on, it's Alex Jones, dude. Geeks and gamers and the nerd erotic are even getting getting censored because they're criticizing Captain Marvel. It's getting Captain really Marvel? bad. It's a super a female superhero. And there was a deleted scene where she was a, a kind of a, a criminal. She was nasty to this guy and stole his car. And it's just nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even criticize this stuff anymore. It's getting really bad. Anyway. I don't think they're going through all the audio. They are. They, how do you think they're... Ca and then the people are calling these these gamer channels, even just people talking about geeks Anyway, and it'd games. be good to know because we'd have they're a backup plan. Names, like Nazis and stuff like that. It's terrible, man. We could it's just, just call it... really bad. 
we could just come up with the cupcake cooking show. And we even have a cupcake theme song. And it's like, today on the cupcake show, and then it comes in, boom, Darren and Graham. Listen, it's us. Okay, well, and you, you know, we could probably, from show before to show. we go that far, you could probably find out from some people that this has happened to, that it's really, it's about the audio in the middle, not just the titles. The title's probably yeah. real, <clears throat> It'd be you good know, to know. shortcut to the audio. It'd be but. good to know, because then we could figure out a way to have someone who just has YouTube, makes YouTube channels and punches up crazy titles. And then we could come up with a service that says what keywords to keep out of your titles if you don't want to get kicked off YouTube. Tim Pool already does it. He can't even read the headlines on his YouTube channel. Well, does this he, is how bad it's getting. Because you're not does allowed he have to, the list someplace so that you're other not people allowed know? to talk about the news. You cannot say This is why I just put the guest Nazis name. from World I War II. I just put II. the guest name. You can't name. even say like Holocaust, Nazis from World War II. You can't he can't talk about the news. He's got so much attention that he can't read the headlines they be because they'll the clamp Holocaust? down on him reading the headlines. They don't want people analyzing the news anymore. He can't talk about the news, what's put in the paper. This is how bad it's getting. Yeah, triggered. It's getting really bad. I mean, this is, and yeah. this is like, this is the fucking episode to talk about it. Maybe we have some John McAfee fans across the, you know, coming, coming over here. You're going to hear you all fired up. Okay, no, but this is a big fucking deal, the censorship, screen. man. I, you know. Well, I've, I just gave you a couple of real solutions. You don't like them. And look at what our, our last guest that we talked about earlier today said. I just gave you real solutions and you don't like them. Guess who's teamed up with Facebook, but I don't right? Hear the Atlanta Council. Solutions. I'm, t I, I, I'm asking people besides you for solutions. Oh. Everybody What's else. wrong with my solutions? It seemed like a lot of work. No, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, revolutions are supposed to be you, a lot of work. You, you, it's either that or you get a gun. And you don't like guns. Because I already know they're listening to the, there's algorithms listening to the stuff. I was, that's that was a joke. That was a joke, YouTube. Facebook and the Atlanta Council are teamed up. Guess who got deleted off Facebook shortly after, right? We Alex just talked Jones. to Thaddeus Russell about all this. All the anti-war people. Oh, some yes. left, some right, and a bunch of anti-war. the war with Russia. Anti-war, period. This is this is fucking propaganda and censorship at the highest levels. It's beyond partisan politics. Well, it's been going on for a hundred years, and we have the best we have the best chance of fighting back now than we've ever had. Yeah, you could look at it that way. Yeah. I'd rather be like John in the boat in the Caribbean or in the well, yeah, me Bahamas too. But we need right more now. support for that. In the motherfucking boat. We could be on a boat. I mean, I said tour bus. But if America's fucked, we'll get a boat, some satellite internet, and we just go podcasting around the planet on the boat. Let's do a boat, yeah. I'd rather be on the, on the water than a tour bus. We have a tour bus that turns into a boat. Oh, uh, sure. Tim Pool's making his bus, making his van to go over traveling around. Yeah, man. Be all right. Uh, but a boat would be cool, too. I don't know anything about boats or fuck all though. Do you? Yeah, Ooh, I took you a get Jeff. course when I was sixteen. Is your buddy? Is your cousin Jeff still? Yeah, he's uh, a mariner. Listener. Yeah. He's a mariner. He's a he's high up there in the. He could be captain of the Great America boat. Yeah. Wonder if he still listens. I don't think so. He canceled the subscription like five years Did ago. Did he? Yeah. Before we had subscriptions. Well, he was one of the first for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. All right, so should I read some quotes? You want to do a little jingle? I went through the PayPal jingle? and found the first one ever. I think it was Jason Miranda. 
That might have been my Uncle Dan, Uncle Dave, I think. No, was he was later. Oh, Dave thinks he was the first. No, he, I know. I've got the list in my email, actually. I could find out. Should I find out while you're reading your no, little no, quote? No, 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 no. I'll find no, out. No, no, you no. read your quote. No, I need you listening to me, please. Darren. Darren, put the phone down. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to guess who? Well, yeah, you're not going to guess. Well, why do you need me listening to the quote? Just because I get triggered if I'm talking oh, to okay. nobody and you're not paying attention to me. I'm right two, three <laughs> feet away from You're talking to a microphone, though. This is the, one of the greatest anti-war speeches You're talking to thousands and thousands. Darren, of <laughs> you're, you're with me in the studio here. You're using my name. You're all triggered. It's the greatest anti-war speech Someone must have been on their it's... phone a lot in your office today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it's more about, like, my mom not listening to me as a kid. I really do think there's... Mom, you're like pulling, Mom. you're like pulling on her apron. She's on the phone. <laughs> Fuck off, girl. I'm busy. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. I didn't mean to swear. This is from 2006. No justice, no peace. Speech. We have an obligation to every last victim of this illegal aggression because all of this carnage has been done in our name. Since World War II, ninety percent of the casualties of war are unarmed civil civilians. A third of them children. Our victims have done nothing to us. From Palestine to Afghanistan to Iraq to Somalia or wherever our next target may be, their murders are not collateral damage. They are, they are the nature of modern warfare. They don't, has, they don't hate us because of our freedoms. They hate us because every day we are funding and committing crimes against humanity. The so-called war on terror is a cover for our military aggression to gain control of the resources of Western nations. This is sending the poor of this country to kill the poor of those Muslim countries. This is trading blood for oil. This is genocide. And to most of the world, we are the terrorists. In these times, remaining silent about our responsibility to the world and its future is criminal. And in the light of our complicity in the supreme crimes against humanity in Iraq and Afghanistan and ongoing violations of the UN Charter and international law, how dare any American criticize the actions of legitimate resistance to illegal occupation? Man, Paul. How dare we condemn anyone else's violence? Our so-called enemies in Afghanistan, Iraq, Palestine, and other colonies around the world, and our inner cities here at home are struggling against the oppressive hand of empire, demanding respect for their humanity. They are labeled insurgents or terrorists for resisting rape and pillage by the white establishment but they are our brothers and sisters in the struggle for justice. The civilians at the other end of our weapons don't have a choice, but American soldiers have choices. And while there may have been some doubt five years ago, today we know the truth. Our soldiers don't sacrifice for duty, honor, and country. They sacrifice for Kellogg, Brown, and Root. They don't fight for America. They fight for their lives and their buddies beside them because we put them in a war zone. They're not defending our freedoms. They are laying the foundation for 14 permanent military bases to defend the freedoms of ExxonMobil and British Petroleum. They're not establishing democracy. They're establishing the basis for an economic occupation to continue after the military occupation has ended. Iraq society today, thanks to American help, is defined by house raids, death squads, checkpoints, detentions, curfews, 
blood in the streets and constant violence. We must dare to speak out in support of the Iraqi people who resist and endure the horrific existence we brought upon them with our bloodthirsty imperial crusade. Wow. We must dare to speak out in support of the American war this resistors. The whole, is this the whole speech? Yeah. It's almost done. The real military heroes who uphold their oath to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, including those terrorist cells in Washington, D.C., more commonly known as the legislative, executive, and judicial branches. I close with a quote from Frederick Douglass. But if you want more information, please visit my website at liberaltheus.com. Liberal, no, it's actually liberatus, liberatus.com. Liberatus? (laughs) <laughs> you want me to spell that? L I B E R A T E T I T H I S. That's tough URL. <laughs> <laughs> you really got to find something a little more bad. Say, liberate. Oh, liberate this. Dot <laughs> 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 com. Nice one, bud. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Liberatus. <laughs> Frederick Douglass said, those who profess to favor freedom and yet deprecate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its mighty waters. The struggle may be a moral one or it may be a physical one. And it may be both moral and physical, but it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without demand. It never did and it never will. Every one of us must keep demanding, keep fighting, keep thundering, keep plowing, keep speaking, and keep struggling until justice is served. No justice, no peace. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Dahlia Wasfi. Sorry, buddy. I messed up your website. (laughs) <laughs> Liver out of this. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even believe it. <laughs> you know, when it's all together in one word, it's kind of hard to know what it. <laughs> URLs are tough, buddy. <coughs> Liver out of this. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> There's a meme. <laughs> okay, so this is a quote. So that was a quote from uh, Charlie Robinson's book, The Octopus of Global Control. And this one's Who from, was it? You got to get me to go back in there? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll check the tape. I can. I can Liberatus? Dr. Dahlia Waspy. <laughs> Wasfi. <laughs> so this is from this is from uh, an end to upside down thinking. It's kind of appropriate to, to John Gober. McAfee's. Yeah, Mark Gober's book. Are these experiences similar to what is described as enlightening, enlightenment, or awakening? I should say. Consider the case of Sir David Hawkins, M.D., Ph.D., a well uh, well respected psychiatrist who authored, authored uh, orthomolecular psychiatry alongside Nobel Prize winner Linus Pauling. Anyways, 
He reaches these states resembling enlightenment throughout his life, and he describes those states. It was necessary to stop the habitual practice of meditating for an hour in the morning and then before dinner because it would intensify the bliss to such an extent that it was not possible to function. Wow. How do you get to that? So we also, I want to read the miracles that he reported. All right. The, mirac- the miraculous, I'm having a real time <laughs> today. The miraculous happened. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you listen to me. You should just ignore me and got on your phone. I would have been fine. <laughs> the mir- the miraculous. Beyond ordinary comprehension. Many chronic maladies from which the body suffered for years had disappeared. Eyesight spontaneously normalized, and there was no longer a need for the lifetime bifocals. Occasionally, an exquisitely blissful energy and infinite love would suddenly begin to radiate from the heart toward the sense of some calamity. Once while driving on a highway, the exquisite energy began to beam out of the chest. As the car rounded a bend, there was an auto accident. The wheels of the overturned car were still spinning. The energy passed with great intensity into the occupants of the car and then stopped of its own accord. Another time while I was walking on the streets of a strange city, the energy started to flow down the block ahead and arrived at the scene of an incipient gang fight. The combatants fell back and began to laugh, and again the energy stopped. Dr. Hawkins found that people felt an extraordinary peace in the aura of his presence. That's it? Sure. Is who? who? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sir David, uh, Sir David Hawkins. Huh. I can't believe you did two when the first one was a speech. That's right. That's how you roll. That's how it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this is the fourth, our fourth show in a row this week. Episode four in our show a day for a week, celebrating our sixth anniversary. Um, is why we were talking earlier. Why you get to support the show? Go to market.ca slash support. It's a big deal because uh, it helps us pay the rent. It helps us expand. It helps us grow. It helps us fight censorship somehow. Eventually, we'll be able to get our own infrastructure and then fight better anyway. Um, and hey, maybe a show a day was a taste of what could be. Yeah, maybe. There are definitely enough guests, man. Holy, the, the list is endless. The so many interesting people and researchers out there. So we'll have one more of these tomorrow, Ben Davidson, and then we'll go back to a show a week. Don't um, forget we got that other feed to the Black Budget feed. That's right. Did you have an email you wanted to read? Yeah, I got to read. Yeah, sure. I got an email here. All right. It's about the Black Budget. Support the so, show. So America.ca slash support. Before we do this, Don't let's touch talk. Me. To, <laughs> before we do this, let's talk about how to get into the Black Budget. Okay. Any donation. One time, or obviously we, we prefer monthly subscriptions. We prefer monthly subscriptions. And that'll get you the budget to the black budget. Or, yeah, actually, we like both. It's manual access. You'll, you'll, you'll email somebody back in response with the links, right? That's right. All right. And I do it. That's ma- it. So it's still value for value. Yeah. America.ca yeah. slash support. How many episodes are in there now? Like 40, something like that? There's so, some pretty yeah, interesting ones. 40-some in there. There's 350-some <clears throat> here. This will be 354 this is an old uh, email I've been saving up from Ken, our buddies in Texas, supporters in Texas. Dear Graham, I listened to the latest Black Budget feed dated July 20th and was very impressed with the information presented. 
As usual, you and Darren did yeoman's work concerning the content of the interview, oh, the conduct of the interview, allowing the guests to roam but reining them in with key questions and comments. I had never heard of the National Policy Council prior to today. This surprises me. Most of the conservative organizations are not shy about promoting themselves. Knowing of it lends new meaning to Alex's frequent comments in which he touts his inside sources. So thanks, Grimerica. Regarding what contribution the JBS Society is making in today's battle against authoritarianism, I enjoy their magazine, The New American. It doesn't seem, it doesn't take the, the rush limbo approach on, of only supporting Republicans, but adheres limbo. to the motto. <clears throat> he's, I'm just limbo. He's, you know, it's his way of joking. Yeah. Okay. You gotta, you, you, I feel like you could have sold that better. But it, yeah, I could have. Yeah. You're having a rough day. It's okay. I'll admit it. I'll we love admit. you. I'm trying to prove You're all You're a little beefcake. Speechless. <laughs> <laughs> but adheres to the motto, smaller government, more responsibility, and with God's help, a better world. They punish, they, oh, they publish the Freedom Index twice yearly. This rates the votes of Congress as weighed against the oath to uphold the Constitution. There's a reason Ron Paul became known as Dr. No. Again, thanks for a great podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Yep. Support the show, please. America.ca slash support. Really does help. It's important. Do all the stuff in the show notes. Uh, more than anything, enjoy this chat with the legendary John McAfee. if i shoot up heroin no i mean as long as you don't shoot it at us then it's okay personally i won't touch the stuff but you never know about darren here i don't anymore <laughs> that's good no we're yeah we're, i'd say we're loose and liberal in the old sense of the word well you know heroin your first experience if it's mainlining anyway is like the only way you can describe it is being kissed by god but he never comes back to kiss you again. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You keep waiting for that kiss forever, and you get close, you can think, all right, his lips are right there, but you get to one-time thing. So if people could just do that, shoot up heroin one time and go, well, that was great, and then move on, but nobody does. Do you think that's... Uh, do you think that's... Uh, I was listening to a guy on Joe Rogan recently. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was talking about how... 
in his estimation, the opposite of addiction is connection. And if, you know, if the world was, uh, had proper relationships and everything like that, then people might be able to do something like that just once, like they, you know, people skydive once or bungee jump once and move on. If, if the, the, if is people, if people had proper relationships, I think to the world, to other people, to themselves, we, which we do not, you know, we're imperfect creatures. But anyway, are we recording? I, I need to know something. I need to tone it down. <laughs> We will start right now. You want to go ahead and bring us in, Graham? Yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm, let's go ahead. Okay, and then you got the video too? Yes, I got the, uh, yep. Okay, okay. All right, so on this six-year-to-the-day anniversary of America, we've got a special episode. We've got John McAfee with us. You probably all know him. He's a cybersecurity legend, and a, he's probably the only person we can say he's a cryptocurrency blockchain politician. So thanks for coming on the show, John. Well, actually, there's more than me. I think there are a couple. But, Is there? <laughs> um, certainly, I'm one. And thank you for having me on. You're welcome. And I'm not a politician. I, I have no interest in politics. I do not want to be president. I ran in 2016 on the Libertarian banner. Uh, I was afraid that I was going to win over government jo- Governor Johnson. I didn't have to fight the whole thing. <laughs> but thank God he, uh, he, he beat me out So for the primaries. This year, I will, I will definitely... I will definitely gain the nomination. I mean, my competitors are people like Vernon Supreme, which I, I love this guy, the guy who wears a boot on his head constantly. And his only platform is a free pony for every American. Well, I, well, I could get behind that. I mean, I'd vote for him, but please don't vote for me. Is it more for you? I think I've heard you say before that you're really more in just to get that, that sort of stage or that megaphone so that you can kind of shine a, a flashlight on all the things that are terrible. Well, and, and not just that. I think it's to give my perspective on how I see the world and how different it is from how many other people see the world. You know, people who, you know, wake up at, at 6 o'clock in the morning and they um, they commute for a while. They have breakfast with their family, kiss the wife goodbye, commute, commute for anywhere from half an hour to an hour to work, spend nine hours in a windowless, airless office with artificial light, uh, an hour commute home, I'm to kiss the wife, have supper, and go to bed. And this is it, five days a week for 40 years. And I'm thinking, this is slavery. Unless, if any of you out there are listening, have this ritual, and you love it, then God bless your little heart and more power to you. But I think, I think that most people don't really see the, uh, the horror of their own existence. And so I just want to say, this is how I see things. Um, I think that income tax, you know, if you're working for the government for uh, three to four months out of the year, it's serfdom. What was serfdom? It's when the king would come around to all the serfs, which really had nothing. They grew their potatoes or their, their lettuce or, or whatever uh, and barely, barely scraped by. And then the king sent his soldiers out once a year to take 25% of everything. Well, no wonder there were revolts. Is it any different in America? You're working 25% of your time for the government for nothing. They're taking the fruits of your own labor. Yeah, it is. It is worse though now. It is worse because they're doing that, but they're also, they're also now controlling what you can say online. I mean, the the censorship issues making what you just said, I think 10 times worse. I mean, well, I say what I want so far. Um, God knows what's going to happen when, um, uh, you know, Twitter cracks down and people people are so outraged about my language and 
my attitudes. And but no, I I could care less. I'm going to do what I want to do until I'm shut down. And when I'm shut down, or if I'm shut down, then I'm going to do something else equally as absurd and equally as well. So no, censorship is a bad thing. Um, but yes, but that's not the big issue. The big issue is privacy itself. You have no privacy. The television in your bedroom, if it's a Samsung, is watching you, for God's sake, and sending information that maybe people can sell you new pillowcases or more condoms or whatever. Um, this is the truth of our existence. Every street corner in America, is there are cameras, multiple cameras. They don't even need cops to chase you down when you, when you speed anymore. You run, you, know, you run through a light at X, you know, X miles an hour. They grab your license plate, and some automated system sends you a bill. So, no, we have no privacy. Uh, we have very little freedom. We have an overburdened and paranoid government that's so afraid of us, the citizens, that it controls every aspect of our lives, from education. It tells us what we can put into our bodies and what we can't. I can't put weed into mine. I can't smoke it. You know, I can't. I can't drop acid. I can't eat mushrooms. It says, no, you cannot do that. Why? Because people who do that turn out to be dangerous to governments. They get very real with themselves and real with the world, and nobody wants that shit. So, no, we, live, we have no privacy. We are fully controlled. We're slaves. We're serfs. So this is what I want to do. I want to get up on stage and say these things. That's all. I have no solutions. Well, don't you with the blockchain? Go ahead. Don't you have some solutions with the blockchain? I mean, don't you feel like that would, you know, that that's going to create a, a freer, a freer society? Uh, how can you have a solution when you do not have the facts? You don't have the truth. Do you think that our government that that is being fed information by the CIA and the NSA is telling us truth? No, they have more secret than a, uh, a you know a housewife who has a part-time job as a whore. It's the same number of secrets, and, and they keep them close to their breast. What do I know when someone says, what do you do about the problem in the Middle East? Not what I know. I don't speak Farsi. I don't speak Saudi. I don't speak Arabic. I know little about the culture, less about the religion. Nothing whatsoever about their political alignments and their history. And you want me to solve their problems when we don't know what those problems are because we are being fed disinformation from our own government. I think we have some feedback here somewhere. Yeah, I'm getting so, a little bit. So no, I, I, to ask me for a solution is absurd. Well, pick some random strange on the street, and, in the street and ask him to pick something out of the air. That would be just as valid. Yeah, I, I appreciate your your your, you know, your saying that you don't have the answers and all that kind of stuff. But what about you? You know, you are an advocate of cryptocurrency and blockchain, and you, obviously that would help, wouldn't it? I mean, if like you've I've heard you oh, say, well, I mean, that, things have changed over the last that's year. That's what I'm going to be promoting. Yeah. it's not an answer to the problems in the Middle East. It's no, not no. even the answer to financial problems or the government financial problems. It's an answer to our personal freedom because how are we kept in slavery? Through currency, do you understand that there is nothing in your life you can do? You can't buy food, you can't buy a car, you can't get rent on the house, you can't buy clothes or shoelaces without money. 
And who controls the money? The government, the institutions, the Fed, the banks. So through their control of currency, they control our lives. Because what we need first and foremost? Money so that we can survive and help those that we love to survive. Do you think that... Cryptocurrency is the first thing in human evolution and technology that if we use it properly, if we have courage, if we've got the balls to do what we need to do, we can take that control away from the government, away from the bank, away from the Fed, financial institutions, and make it our own. Every individual, not collectively at ours, no, every individual, it's your own. But it's also, it has to be your responsibility. It has to be, you must be responsible for the fruits of your actions. You must be responsible for the decisions that you make because no one, if you if you put a bad address into a send command in, in a wallet for Bitcoin, and you go, oh my God, I just sent $50,000 to someone, I have no clue who that is. I'm sorry, no one's going to help you. It's your responsibility. Now, are we going to take that? Will we pick up this mantle and wear it? I don't fucking know, but I'm going to talk about it every fucking day when the when the campaign gets rolling. Because this is I'm 73 years old, you know, and I've I've known guns and violence, and I've known intelligence and history and books and finance. None of that shit will be us. It merely is a tool by those who control us to get more productivity out of our slavery. No. If we take control of that thing, we are free. Do you see this? Because what we need the government for now, if we control our own finances and our own currency, and no one can inflate it or deflate it in order to control my decisions, then fuck you people, I'm free. And you're free. But you got to pick it up. You're going to take responsibility. We don't, that's something you got to wonder if people are ready for, because it seems like we're going in the opposite direction in a lot of ways where we'd rather be taken care of uh, in some of those sense. Uh, you were talking about the government using currency to control us. Do you think we're past that to the point now that it's uh, some sort of... Do you, something think about, do you think we're past so, the point of the government controlling us with currency and it's the banking elite now that are doing it? You're frozen. I can hear nothing. Can you hear me now? Uh, you're coming in and out. Okay. Do you think uh, it's still the government that is controlling us with currency, or do you think it's a higher force like a banking elite at this point? Does it matter? No, I guess <laughs> it doesn't matter? really. No. Who, who is the person making decisions? As long as it's not us, I don't give a shit who it is. As long as I'm making it, make whatever structure you want. If it can't control me, do what you want. But all I know is that something higher than me, and maybe there is something higher than the government. All I see is the government. I don't see the invisible hands behind it, but who cares? The instrument of the power is the same as the power. If governments are the instrument of this invisible hand, then that's what I see, and that's what I will think. Without their army of invisible governments or visible governments, what are they anyway? So no, don't worry about these things. Worry about your own life. Worry about taking control. 
of your actions and your decisions, thinking your own fucking thoughts instead of regurgitating them like a parrot from the news. Think for yourself. And we don't teach in this country how to think anymore. We teach how to obey, how to learn, how to memorize. We teach how to think. No, because how to think is the most important of all things. It first says, believe nothing. How to think means you're telling me all of this shit, well, who the hell are you and where did you get this information from? Google, the, the great enemy of mankind is also the great savior because you can go on to Google and find the truth of anything if you dig deep enough, average it out. Is everybody lying? Unlikely. So we have resources that we can use to think for ourselves, to reason for ourselves. And we need to teach that talent to our children and everybody's children. This is the fundamental problem. Who wants to think when the government is quite happy to think for you? Don't worry about this drug or that drug. It might, it might cure AIDS. It might cure cancer. Uh, we don't fucking know, but listen, don't thank you because it's dangerous. Oh, thank you. Well, fuck you, no. I want to find out why is it dangerous? How did you find out it's dangerous? Who benefits from it being dangerous? Dig into things. That is the how to think. Don't just repeat like a parent. You Be a human being. Your mind is the most precious tool, the most precious element of defense. The most precious weapon that you look at it, that you have. I don't care how strong you are. If your mind is weak, you are nothing. Could you think of any uh, books you could recommend that uh, you read growing up that you think helped you instill those values and helped you get to where you are today? I'm not sure. Would you do me a favor and go over here and hear from me? I'm 73 and I'm deaf. Uh, do you mind? You're young. Can you hear? Yeah, I can. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I couldn't hear words that you just said. You went in and out. Obviously, you've done a pretty good job at free thinking uh, in your in your childhood. Was there any books you can think of or any authors that you were following that helped you follow the path? People ask me this a lot. There's only one book I would recommend to people, and that is Charles Darwin's Origin of Species. Now, you think, oh, I, I, don't, I don't need to read that. I've, I know about evolution. Well, fucking shit, it's 2,000 pages of very detailed, beautiful, inspired intelligence that's looked into the nature of life, where it came from, where it's going, how every life form interfaces with every other life form. If you read that fucking book, you don't need another. You'll never need a math book or a science book, a book on history, on religion. That book tells you how to think because it shows you how a brilliant, thinking man saw the world in a way that no one had dreamed of before. So yeah, Charles Darwin, Origin of Species, also his follow-on book, Equally as Nice, um, the, um, uh, the Evolution by Means of Natural Selection via the Sexual, whatever. It's a long fucking title, paragraph and a half. But get both books, read them. Excellent, will do. Um, oh, well, I wanted to say one thing, you know, there's the Netflix special going around. I haven't seen it personally and a couple other hit pieces going on. So instead of giving our audience any preconceived notions, do you want to give us a, 
a quick rundown of um, who is John McAfee? First of all, first of all, I haven't seen that movie. Why would I watch two and a half hours of something about my life when I've lived the whole fucking thing in my own shoes? What point would there be? Now, I've heard of things of my sexual predilections. Is that true? Let me tell you something. What my wife and I do in bed is a thousand times more unbelievable than what that movie ever alleged. And it's none of anybody's fucking business anyway. So please, God, stay out of my sexual life. As far as murder, good God almighty, am I so tempted as to murder someone 24 hours after they had killed my dogs when I didn't even think they were responsible and still don't. I still think the government poisoned my dogs. No, please, God, no one's that stupid. So other than that, I mean, as a piece of fiction, maybe it's good. And I have, I, have a, I have a website that will that that has every single uh, quote actor that was interviewed in this movie. Every one of them recounting everything, and all of them saying the same thing. I was paid a fortune to say these things. Well, that's how Nanette Bernstein works. But in any case, it's a movie. Watch it. Don't watch it. I haven't seen it. Uh, if you want to make a full-fledged review, I'll read it. How's that? I don't think I'll bother. Netflix is getting a little carried away with some of their propaganda these days. <laughs> um, so that being said, what uh, you know, obviously, uh, you're you're an advocate for freedom of the people, and uh, now you you're you're stuck on a boat out of the country. Uh, the IRS, you've got Netflix documentaries trashing you. Do you think it's because you're such an outspoken advocate for freedom? <laughs> What other reason is there? I mean, I just, I tell it as I see it. I mean, if you ask me a question about my life, unless it's something you don't have any business being in, like how much money am I in my bank, what my wife and I do in bed, I'm going to fucking answer it. Honestly, I always have. Um, people don't like that. People don't like the truth being dug up, cleaned up, polished, shined, and says, here it is, take a look. Because it's ugly to the people in power. Because it shows power for what it is. People don't. Let me ask you a question. If you truly wanted to serve the people as the president of the United States, would you spend $100 million in order to serve the people? No. You're spending the money because you want the fucking job. We should only elect people who insist they're not going to do it. And we should, by law, force them for four years sacrifice and do the goddamn job. That's who we need. No. If you look at the truth of power, once you get it, you only have one interesting mind and it's keeping the fucking power. You're never for it. Take a look. Look at every... There's not a single congressman or congresswoman who is not a millionaire. How many of them started out as millionaires with a salary of $220,000 a year? How the hell do you make a hundred million dollars? And yet they do it constantly. Now, people want that job because of the money, the power, and the influence. Not because they want to serve us. When was the last time you felt served by your government? Certainly not standing in the line at the driver's license association or wherever you get your driver's license. Certainly not at any government agency that has a brick-and-mortar office that you can walk into. No, you're treated like fucking dirt. You're treated like slaves. Why? 
I'm the government official. You will respect me. No, you fucking asshole. You are there to serve me. We paid you to do some job that we just didn't want to do. It's too fucking menial. Now do your job. This is the truth. If everybody had that attitude, do you think the people in our government would treat us like, like slaves? Fuck no. When we walked in, they would bow, sir, thank you, please come in. You're an American citizen? My God, I'm here to serve you. When have you had that attitude? And yet, what is this government supposed to do? Serve. We pay you motherfuckers to serve. Not to control. Not to demand. Not to tell me what I can or cannot think or do. Not to tell me what I can or cannot put into my own fucking body. No. You're here to serve me. Now, motherfucker, serve me, or I'm going to get a recall initiative going here and get your ass out of here. Please, this is the truth. Do you not see this? Do you think, uh, do you think that if you could get the, the proper, um, the proper, in, the proper protocols in place so that you could actually have a government of the people serving the people that the U.S. still has the... the You're fading out again. I'm sorry, I cannot hear that's okay. I'll try again. You're uh, cutting out. Do you think the U.S. still has the best government system if you could get it actually working for the people? If you could get the lobbyists and the money out of there? Nothing. No sound. Oh. Let me try. It's a good thing you're pre-editing this. You can, in fact, edit this. So. Yes, I'll be able to clean it Nothing, up. Nothing, sir. Okay. <clears throat> the screen is frozen and... There, you moved a little. Okay. Can you hear me now? Nothing. Nothing. Hmm. Huh? Can you hear me now? What's that? I can see him moving, yeah, but I, there's no sound. Can you, um, can you hear me now? Uh, I heard, yes, I heard. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes, sir, I heard okay. that. Okay. Do you think uh, if you could get the money and the shit out of the U.S. system, do you think that's still the best uh, government system going right now? To, uh, to get the money where? I'm sorry? If you get the money out of the U.S. government, the, do you think it's the best again, system? Again, you're cutting out. I'm only getting every other word. Maybe I'll try. Uh, yeah, just type it in there. Just give us a sec here. <clears throat> Check Maybe cut the feed, uh, the video feed to you. But I don't want to. I don't really need to see you. Yeah, let me uh, hear it. You might need to see me. Yeah. Okay. Everything went black. I'm hoping you can still hear me. Yeah, we can hear yep. you. Yep. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. If you could get the money and the lobbying out of the way of the U.S. government and get it working for the people, do you think that is still the best system in existence today? No, sir, I do not, because getting the money and, and, and all of that out still does not remove the power aspect, the power over people, because you can't remove the money associated with that, because as long as you give people that degree of power, then how the hell do you take the money out? Power is money. They are changeable. It's like, it's like Binance. I like to issue some power for a million dollars. And back and forth, it's the same fucking thing. So no, you can't do that. 
You don't know where you can do it. But if you have people in, in office that are corrupt and are there for the sole purpose of serving themselves, listen, they're going to serve themselves no matter what you fucking do. We need to boot every last one out. And that's kind of what the Soviets found out with socialism, right? When you took the money out of the equation, they just started using their power to do terrible things. Now, now he's frozen too. Now he's frozen. Do you want to just do that little Wi-Fi turn off and on, reconnect? Oh. There we go. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. We can hear you. Is that any better? Yeah, it is. I it think it is a better, little better, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, we just lost connection somehow. Okay. So, um, so yeah, if, if, if people are corrupt, if people are serving themselves, and that's why they're in government, there's nothing you can do. Boot them out, replace them with a young, and I mean young, the youngest we can fucking find. Why? Because they have not yet been contaminated by the corruption that power inevitably brings. And you'll say, yeah, but if they stay long enough, they, they will become corrupt. Well, don't let them stay long. Keep them in for four years, eight years, throw them out, get some new young kids. And you say, well, what about the experience? Don't you want the experience? You're getting rid of all of the experience? What fucking experience? It's the experience in feeding your own pocket with our money. It's experience in feeding yourself, experiencing lying, deceiving in a manner that people fucking believe you. That's the only experience they have, please God. No, throw them out. Get a bunch of young people in. They have energy, they have dreams, they have, they have perhaps a new fucking direction. I do not know, but I know that the sick, tired, old people in our government are not serving us at all. They must go. They must leave those offices, walk home, retire, and start knitting or fishing. And then what because about, I'm tired of this. And then and what about using... Your office, well, then your patience and your, your tolerance of suffering is way greater than anything I can fucking imagine. What about technology helping out with that too, like the blockchain type thing? Like, shouldn't one, I mean, one day do you envision a, a world where we can vote on issues directly, kind of have, have more of a direct impact on how, you know, our governments are run? Well, as long as you still need people in government, will that matter? Do you think a better technology is the way to solve corruption? No, because that technology is going to be co opted by those in power and used for their own interests. Technology will not solve human problems. Why don't we ask the simple question, what is a human? Because you and I, the three of us here, and everyone who's listening, are exactly the same in every respect. You get interchanges. And from an internal perspective of the individual, you wouldn't know the difference, because what do we know of the world? Our senses our feelings, our feelings are our emotions. And what are they? Love. We are a loving people. Anger. We are an angry population of people. We're an angry species. Grace. 
We are gracious and hateful. We're hateful. This is the truth. We're gluttonous. We're greedy. We're envious. We're jealous. And we're kind and giving. Please, God, we're a mixed bag. Will technology fix that? No. And until it does, as long as the human is in the equation, the more technology you give us as people, the worse the world will become. We gave the world and people at the end of World War II one of the greatest of all technologies, the ability to split the atom. Nuclear energy, which could have saved the starving hundreds of millions on this planet. What do we do with it first? Hey, let's build a bomb so we can destroy. You see, whatever technology you have, as long as a person is corrupt inside, it ain't going to help. You're not going to fix a person's corruption through technology, through knowledge, through education, through training. Fuck no. With all the training in the world going to remove your lust, when you see an attractive person of the opposite sex or the same sex, if that's your thing, no, nothing will remove it. You as a person must learn to understand it and integrate it into a way that it is synergistic with the world rather than confrontational. Will technology fix that? If it does, please, God, tell me what it is. I'm investing everything in it. So it's kind of like that idea of it doesn't matter if you're capitalist or socialist or who's in charge, if it's corporations or companies or government, if we don't fix our education and our upbringing of the next generation, it's just going to get worse and worse until we learn how to be people again. Until you get those fuckers out of power, get the young kids in, the ones with hope and dreams and innocence and a total lack of knowledge. Please, God, put them in charge. Why? They want to listen to us. Hey, kid, we put you in there. Do the fucking job. We're going to throw your ass out. Yes, sir, we're going to do it. I promise you, if everybody in the government was under the age of 30, when you walked into those offices, you'd get some fucking service. I swear you would. You know you would. And like two-year term limits on everything. And like two-year term limit. Two-year term limits on everything. Well, term limits certainly would help. But young people, because seriously, in a war, who is the general and who is the, the, uh, the, the soldier, the one that actually does the work? The general is the wise one, not necessarily the guy with power, because you put an M4 in anybody's hands and they got the power, okay? No, it's respect. Do you understand that the, the grunts, the, the privates and corporals and sergeants, the first and second lieutenants, the captains, the colonels, these people survive not by fucking power, but by respect for God's sake. And so you put a bunch of privates in charge of the, of the government, which we should. They're working for us. We should be too busy to have to deal with that nonsense. Let the kids do it. Like the, Let the kids do the fighting, because why? They will follow a leader. Who the fuck is Clinton going to follow, or Trump, or anybody vying for the presidency? Nobody. They're going to follow their pocketbook or their lust or their desire. They're going to follow us. 
but their job is to follow us. We give the fucking orders. You do the goddamn work. Is that the reality? No, it's reversed. Please read the Constitution. What is government for? And what did we create this government for? To serve. Serve. Show me a servant in the American government. In any government, right really. In any government. It's not just there. I mean, it's getting just, yeah, just it doesn't as bad matter whether it, it doesn't yeah. matter whether it's communism, yeah. Yeah. capitalism, socialism. People are people all the same all over the world. Do you think communism, just because the ideal is for people to share everything, do you, do you think that's really how it works? I just got back from Cuba, the first communist government I've ever, I've ever visited. I got to Cuba because I had to. My boat broke down. <laughs> Same thing to Cuba, the closest land. Good God Almighty, there's no difference there than in America. The people in power abuse those who, who do not have it. Throw them out every last fucking one. Please, God, see that this is the power we have. You say voting? Well, I've only got this. No. Don't vote for those old, um, sick, tired motherfuckers. I don't care if to write in your grandson or your next-door neighbor's baseball player. Write something in. Get behind something. Get behind the fucking news because they will get behind us. Uh, please see the logic of this. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, I, I heard you about a year ago talking about uh, Skycoin and sort of more of a blockchain internet, like an underground internet. And now with the censorship that's pushing all kinds of speech underground. I mean, it seems like any independent media is at risk of being censored, taken off, deplatformed. I mean, we just had a, a you know, one episode with the wrong guy and we were shadow banned off of uh, US iTunes, for example. I mean, is this, is this, a, is this going to happen? This uh, sort of sky no, coin? I think censorship is every human being's right. It's how it's implemented. It should be implemented by, if I don't like you, I don't fucking watch you. That's the censorship. It's not saying I cannot watch you because some people are offended by him. Well, if you're offended, why the fuck are you watching him? What is wrong, people? Clearly, no. Censorship in the fashion of telling you what you may or may not say or do, it's absurdist. Censorship in its natural state, which is, okay, I'm going to censor myself because every time I watch this program, I get nauseated. Then stop watching it. Yeah, but it's getting really bad. I mean, on fa on Facebook, you look, look your wife do something, but you must do it for you. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You have to do it because you don't like it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, but it's getting really bad. I mean, Facebook, for example, now if you if you talk about infowars, you have to be you have to be denouncing them as opposed. To, I mean, if you say anything positive, you you know you're going to get. I don't know what they do, suspended or whatever. I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. So is there a chance that there's going to be this uh, more of a blockchain-type internet? Or, like you mentioned Skycoin a year ago, but so much has changed over the last year. See, but so you're, you're expecting blockchain to fix a human problem again. And the human problem is, I find you offensive, therefore you shouldn't be allowed to talk to anybody. <laughs> That's a human issue. Technology is not going to fix that. The technology builds tools for people. The blockchain is a tool, not to make global uh, censorship disappear, but to give you power over your own destiny and your own life. Please don't, ma don't make 
this is saying if we do the right technology, we'll fix the world. No, you as a human being, naked and alone in this world, must fix it. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. I'm not looking. I'm sorry. I'm not. I agree. I'm not looking at it as a solution. Just that that's what's happening. Like we're forced. We're going to be forced underground into the into what you're talking about. Is this area where we can speak freely and we'll censor ourselves? You know, we'll we'll be able to use our own censorship like we should be. But I mean, that's going to separate. It's going to separate the whole. What do you think I'm living, my friend? I'm on a <laughs> fucking boat, okay, with ten people in the Bahamas being by my fucking government. What is over underground other than my entire existence? Of course we have. Yeah, but we're all joining you there. Like we're all going to be there soon. I mean, it's like we'll have a caravan, or what's it called when you're in the ocean? It's a fleet, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's getting bad. Do you, do you think? What about the government question? Do you think we still need government today? Well, we need certain things which are inefficient without government. Roads, for natural example. resources. We could build the fucking roads for sure because it's in, it's. It's difficult for us individually to do so. Pay a bunch of grunts to build a road. Does that require much power? Fuck no. It, require, it requires some asphalt, some rollers, and, and a lot of hard work. Good. Build the roads. We have to have a standing army simply because there are other governments in the world. And because governments are simply the reflection of human frailties magnified by billions of times, then we have to have a defense system. I mean, other than that, I'm not entirely clear. Do we need the government to tell us what to teach our kids? Fuck you. No. Do we need the government to tell us what we should put in our own fucking bodies? No. So government does not need to be as big as it is. And we certainly do not need governments like the Food and Drug Administration telling us that, well, yeah, this thing might cure... Uh, AIDS, or it might cure cancer, and it might help, you know, terminally ill people, but you know what? It's got harmful side effects. Do you understand the idiocy? Do you see the absurdity that power twists logic itself and reality itself to serve itself? So do you think uh, it's kind of like the U.S. The U.S. today, and in a lot of ways, really seems like 1984 has come to life. Um, but I, I wish it was 1984 because the technology there we could have pretty well bypassed. If you remember, there was a corner in his room where the camera didn't even catch. That's where he sat to write his journal. No, 1984 would be a blessing compared to our reality <laughs> because it's just as bad. We just don't know it. We have bought the government propaganda the institutional propaganda, the corporate propaganda, so that we believe we're actually living by spending 40 years commuting to a fucking cubicle. And someone goes, oh, we have an open space office. Well, bloody fucking dog. Is there any difference? No. Do you love what you are doing, this commuting, this mindless work, which you generally do not like, does not give you joy? Is that living? If you're doing something and it does not please you, the doing itself, if you do not love it, well, fuck me, stop doing it. You go, oh, what am I going to do? I quit my job, I will starve. You don't have a fucking clue what will happen if you quit your job. I will say this, if you do nothing other than what you love, 
what gives you joy? Where waking up on Monday morning is not a, oh my God, it's Monday morning. It's, oh, thank God, I get to do my work. If that's not your reality, you're not living. You're not loving. And you're not accepting. Wake the fuck up, America. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. We're all in, we're, it, like, debt, it's not just the nations that are in debt. Everybody's in debt. I mean, they feel like you can't just, you know, you can't just quit. There's just the, you're just going to end up on the street. I mean, it's, it's, everything's that much more expensive now. Wages are down. Like, you do not know that. I have done this. Yeah, I know. I, I, have, I know what you mean. I'm realizing I'm not loving this. Am I doing my wife, my family, my neighbors, my friends, any goddamn favor by becoming miserable? No. That, yeah, yeah. Before we, uh, what happened? I started my own fucking company and it was fine. Yeah. Now maybe you won't do the same thing, but I promise you, you will not starve if you if you stop doing the things that do not give you joy. Yeah. I promise you, you will not starve because that freedom of the burden of horror of waking up on Monday morning going oh, and Friday evening going thank God it's Friday. Why do you say that? Because you hate the, the, inter, the intervening time. See the truth of this. Yeah. Well, stop doing it and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? Try it for six months. If you do reach the point you're going to starve, you're smart enough to get another fucking job. I feel but like you Try it. Do it. Give up those things which disable your ability to live, to love truth, and to be free. As a human being, stop doing those things. Sit back quietly for a week. I don't give a shit what happens. I promise you, your entire being will figure it out. And you will do what you really wanted to do. And everybody, everybody says, gosh, I always wanted to be a writer. I always wanted to be a photographer. I wanted to be a painter. I wanted to be the, well, fuck me. Quit what you're doing now and do what you thought you wanted to do when you were a child. Because when you were a child, did you actually dream? I want to grow up and commute to work and sit in a cubicle 40 hours a week for 40 fucking years. Because if you did that as a child, you are an anomaly and I want to have dinner with you at the very least because that's astonishing. I feel like you're speaking to me directly almost right there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. um, it's, it's funny because I mean, the other big one is quit watching your television. I mean, people are wasting 40 hours, another 40 hours a week watching sitcoms that are just brainwashing them. Um, before we run out of time, I wanted to ask you a quick question about the met- metaphysical because um, uh, what's your take on like, I know the law of attraction and some of that stuff gets a little carried away, but I am a big, uh, we are big believers in intent and manifestation over here in Grimerica, and I was wondering what your take on that is and how the universe does tend to reward people who throw caution to the wind and sort of jump into jump into the, exactly what you're talking about. You've asked a very difficult question. Now let's back up a little. Let's ask about what belief itself is, because you said I am a believer in. What is belief? The death of only, knowing, isn't it? Only, only the blind have to believe in the existence of sunlight. For those who can see, belief takes no part in the experiencing of sunlight, in the experiencing of seeing. So belief 
is that straw that we hang on to when we cannot understand something or we cannot see something. And if you are asleep in your life, you don't even believe in all kinds of shit. It will not help you. All the belief in the world will not make a blind man or woman see. Understand this, please. Wake up, people. Belief is the veil between you and reality. I don't use that word in my life. It's a nonsensical fucking word. <laughs> it, it is. You either see something or you don't. You feel it or you don't. You sense it or you don't. You're experiencing life as it's meant or you're not. Belief plays no part in reality, I promise you, my friend. Well, let's say he used faith instead, uh, you know, and, and, and it's not something that we, you know, it's not something we're seeing, right? It's something that you're trying to, you know, you're, vis you're trying to visualize for yourself. It's like, I think it's what you're saying about being, if you follow your passion and you're being in your, your authentic self, that that is going to work out. So it's almost in a way what, what you're saying, I think. Well, here's the issue. Belief doesn't come from your heart, my friend. It comes from your mind. Hearts don't believe shit. Hearts love. Hearts are filled with joy or suffering or pain. Hearts are the things we have lost in this world of new technology where everything is here. Everything is in the mind. You're in a coffee shop and 50 people are lost in their smartphones. Is their heart lost in there? It's their mind. It's their thoughts. If you follow your mind as a, as a guidepost for living, you will be a miserable motherfucker. If you follow your heart, you'll have nothing but joy. Following your mind takes nothing more than belief. The belief that I am correct. I have thought this through. I believe I'm right. If you follow your heart, it requires courage and fearlessness. Because your heart, the minute you quit the job you hate, is going to take you places that's going to scare the shit out of you. Buck up. Take courage. Your heart will never, ever lead you into darkness or pain or danger. And with that, gentlemen, I really must go. Um, Good way to end it. Yeah, I can't think of a better note to end it on. I'm sorry? I said I can't think of a better note to end it on. That was great. I would like to make a recommendation to those in the audience. The entire time I've been here, you've been seeing me snarf up things. This is one of my favorite dishes. It's a dessert. It's uh, strawberries and blackberries with cream, a heavy amount of sugar, and four ounces of bourbon whiskey. Now, this dessert has made me quite happy throughout this thing. If I continue, I will be quite slippery. Uh, so this is a good note to top on. And I recommend this for any of you with an adventurous taste bud. Do this. You will fucking love it. And thank you, everyone. Thanks, John. For, and thank you guys for having me on. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you put on. I didn't give you a chance to talk. My apologies. Uh, I ramble. We like that. That's I'm okay. That's something reasonable out of this nonsense. All right? You betcha. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, John. Have a good day. Take care.
And that was our chat with John McAfee. Jeez, he better be careful. He might get elected, and he might beat Gary Johnson this time. He might get elected, he, yeah. Did you see that? He he finished second right behind Gary, and he was, just, he was like, oh, boy, I don't want to win this thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wants to be good enough to get on the stage, not not good enough to win. He doesn't want the job. Yeah. He's going to end up with the job for I not wanting the job. Careful, yeah. Then could he pardon himself? Yeah, maybe. That'd be good. Hey, get, <laughs> get there, pardon him. That's the way to do it. So big thanks to John for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Our last recording from uh, Pagosa Springs down in Colorado in our mobile studio. If you notice uh, anything, any hiccups in the audio, we're kind of on the road down here in the States. But uh, yeah, big thanks to the guys uh, who support the show, who make all this kind of stuff possible. Check out America.ca slash support today and join the ranks. Uh, Do all the other stuff in the show notes. And I think that's about it, eh? We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Countdown, three, two, one, no hesitation.